Alright, welcome to Critical Mass, confronting the specter of war and genocide in the new global order. I'm your host, Jerome Carr, and um, tonight we're continuing in a series of uh, podcasts that discuss and deal with the coronavirus. So the title of tonight's episode is Coronavirus 2020, Facts, Fallacies, and the Future. Um... Obviously, coronavirus is not the, the actual name. The actual name is COVID-19. But I use that as just a common phrase, which everyone is um, kind of everyone who, who's heard the word knows exactly what it means, what it refers to. And I um, and it's called 2020 because it's only has it's only has occurred in the year 2020. So we don't have any. uh modern news coverage there's not a lot of writing there's some scientific writing regarding the coronavirus but there is no publicized news um, that I've ever read or come across so critical mass uses uh, the mass media we use the mass media as our resources um, on the internet uh, written media as well as um, just uh, written information in general, you know, good old books, good old libraries. All right. So, um, so coronavirus 2020 facts, fallacies in the future, part eight. So if you haven't heard the other ones, or if you, this is your first time, if it's the first episode, then you got to backtrack a little bit if you're interested. And if not, just keep going forward. All right. So this is an update. Today is March the 28th, um, 2020, 2020. And, this is just an update of a continuing series of discussions on this topic. Um, right now, the numbers stand at 100,000 infected in the U.S. as of today. And I don't know how many deaths exactly, so I'm not going to quote that number. I, I was looking to find out what the number was. Um, but any uh, brief look at uh, ongoing media coverage of it, you know, they say it so much that anyone can look it up right now. But what's important is that in America, we've reached a milestone, which is the 100,000 mark. And only a few thousand of those people have, have perished, which that's the good news. Uh, I think it was around that. Ah, I'm not going to misquote it. But it's only a few thousand, um, which is the good news because it could be a few million, you know. And we definitely don't want to hear hear those news, those uh those words worldwide however it is climbing closer to that benchmark it's at 600 million it's above 600 million people worldwide that have been infected and i'm going to go find out uh, for the upcoming episodes exactly how many have perished but um it's a small number in comparison that's the good news so the mortality rate of this disease is only around 10 to 15 percent so in other words if 10 people get it or if 100 people get it uh 85 will survive and 15 will perish 12 to 15 will perish so that's the good news you know the bad news is if you're one of those 12 or 15 god forbid what societies are doing right now all the societies are on alert and are are basically have activated their militaries and in the face of this natural, or excuse me, in the face of this pandemic, this disaster, um, there are, are all six all six continents 
you know, populations have experienced infections to some degree. With the lesser being in Africa, Africa actually has the least amount of these infections. It's almost non-existent in Africa. But uh, Central and South Africa have actually gone on lockdown. South Africa specifically has gone on lockdown and has extended this lockdown across some of the, its region. So that would go up into the Congo and Central Africa. Uh, Zimbabwe, um, Angola, those places, as well as the Ivory Coast. But the Ivory Coast is not on lockdown yet. So South Africa is on lockdown. And that's news. Um, they have a, a high, high rate of infections. But initially, they had the, the, slowest, the lowest rate. And of all the countries, uh, America is now leading with the highest rate of infections worldwide. And that was a worst-case scenario which has become true. You know, at this stat, at this point, uh, people have, 80% of the American public has lost its jobs and are literally sitting at home on their couches, watching the news, waiting for that, some news that we this will come to an end or we're reaching a turning point. But the only turning point we're reaching is that there's an increasing amount of infected people. So... As for the good news, God willing, you don't got it. Because if you did, you shouldn't be sitting here listening to this. You should be getting uh, some assistance. And by the way, you know, what's the, how do we know whether or not, um, this is one one question we want to talk about tonight. You know, how do we know whether or not we should go get tested or get treated? Okay. The standard that people are using at this point in time is whether or not you have an infection. Or a fever. If you have a fever, they advise you to go get checked out. That was a gunshot. That was another gunshot. Yeah. So you you people in your in your neighborhoods, you may hear a lot of that. Um, people are stressed. People are scared. And the military's on the street. Those are um. That's a rifle shot. That's like an AK. Yeah. So, be aware. To be aware is to be alive. So, first point is, if you have a fever, feel that you have an infection, then you should go probably to get medical assistance. If you feel it's not related to that, because this is a respiratory type disease, so you're going to start having respiratory systems, runny nose, eyes, um, the difficulty breathing. Okay, so this is kind of like a flu bug. Or a hard cold. But people that have had it, in all honesty. Okay, the good news is, those weren't gunshots. I see firecrackers in the sky. Yay. <laughs> Stress relievers. Hey, that's even better. That's even better. Okay, so... Um, also, you... You know, you want to be aware of whether or not you're infecting others. So, if you do feel that you've been having the fever um, it's important to get seek help you know immediately um, and if it's not related to that the emergency room probably is just going to you know give you some antibiotics and send you home but if it's related to that they're going to treat you and so you know don't waste time don't don't procrastinate because you could be infecting others that are around you that you love and the first thing if you love them the first thing you're going to want to do is isolate yourself 
and make sure that you are not carrying this this bug. And um, uh, for sure, attitudes have changed. Um, my attitude has changed uh, just over the days. You know, as each day goes by, I think a lot of us are going to be changing our attitudes about a lot of things in this life. So be ready for that. You know, um, one of the one of the points that I wanted to speak on tonight was that with all that's happening, we really need to be aware of where our minds are at and our mindset in general. You know, in other words, if you're prone to being depressed or if you're prone to having, you know, unhealthy thoughts, destructive, self-destructive thoughts, don't let those run rampant in your head, you know, get, seek help, you know, from the ones that are around you as well as from professional doctors, you know. Don't allow yourself to be, you know, scared by the headlines or scared by what you hear in any particular podcast or on the Internet or whatnot to the point where you isolate yourself psychologically. And so, you know, this is a time where we may physically have to isolate ourselves, but psychologically and emotionally and mentally, we really need to be holding on together, pulling together, looking for solutions that solve all of our problems uniquely together. And so that's a fine balance. That's a fine balance, but it's a real thing. And so one of my points I want to, to just make tonight is to be aware of where you're, where you're at mentally and emotionally and try to keep yourself, you know, keep yourself uh, up in terms of having a, a balanced approach and a, a balanced mindset on a day-to-day basis. You know, if you take medications... Make sure you're filling your medications. You're going and you're getting those prescriptions, you know, refilled. Even if you get a little bit stocked up, that's good because there might come a time where we don't have access to that. And so, you know, a little bit of forethought is important at this time. And so, be be thinking about, you know, filling prescriptions, uh, going to whatever appointments that you can get done. Doing all those things that you needed to do, but you just didn't have time before. So now you have time. Make use of it, and guaranteed these days will just really fly by. You know, financially, uh, don't you know? Don't tell yourself it's the end. It's not the end. There's help. There's assistance. There's aid coming. And even if it hasn't reached us yet, at least we know that the discussion is being made. So you know, um, and always be uh, you know open to change. And I think a lot of us are going to have a lot of that in the next few days. All right, so some of the other facts, some of the other uh, points regarding the COVID-19 virus. Um, Two floating hospitals were dispatched to Los Angeles port. So two floating hospitals, the USS Mercy and the USS Comfort, were dispatched to Los Angeles. Each of them holds over 1,000 beds. So that's 2,000 plus beds that have reached the port of L.A. on they were sent by the president and that's how serious this pandemic has become in terms of the numbers in terms of the numbers uh places the the emergency rooms literally are filling up and there actually is a a overflow of sick people or people needing to be tested in any event this requires patience this requires this situation definitely requires patience from a lot of us. And I mentioned this because it's just to show the gravity of how seriousness this has 
become right. from last week to this week it's almost a night and day uh, Trump signed just yesterday Trump signed a 2.6 trillion dollar assistance bill ostensibly to give direct aid to the American people um, but there obviously was a there was a lot of pork in this one there was a lot of pork in it so we might regret that in the future we might regret this but you know the american people do need a breath of fresh air and if if, if the american government has trillions of dollars to pull out well by all means pull them out bub i need to get mine <laughs> you gotta get yours because if you're, you're listening to this you probably make less than a hundred thousand dollars per year i'll just say that yeah yeah unless you're just a well open-minded person looking for you know in, important you know, looking look interested in things that are of importance, of the of that are timely. Okay, so also uh, Trump was on TV today, and he made the statement that he indicated that maybe uh, some centers that have a huge amount of um, COVID virus may be locked down, such as New York and New Jersey. He called these hotspots. Now you got to keep in mind, you know, Donald Trump's from New York, so. We would think that he doesn't want to destroy New York. It does have his buildings are in it. He has a bunch of property there. You know, we would think that he would want the best for New York. But right now, him and the uh, Governor Cuomo of, of New York are tend to be at odds with one another. They they actually seem like they don't like each other very well. But they need to work, get it figured out, and learn to work together. Uh, people of New York deserve better. They deserve better. But I'll say, in Governor Governor Cuomo, they actually have a pretty good leader. I watch him. He inspires me. Um, and he's in New York, you know. Uh, in Texas, there's almost no conversation about this. Uh, everybody's in denial in Texas. All the, the political figures and mayors and governors, they're all, they're all in denial in Texas. So that's the state of affairs here in Texas. So Texas is always slow to kind of adapt. And in this situation, they're worse than slow. Um, the good news is that as far as infections go, Texas is on the lower end. That's expected to change. That could be due to lack of testing or a different approach that Texans have in terms of uh, how they're identifying those in need. Um, but uh, certainly I've seen precautions taken. I've seen health uh, hospitals uh, set up on sides of the road in different places off the highways. These are um, field hospitals. I have not yet seen the National Guard. We haven't seen like them being real strict. They're not policing real hard right now. Um, there's not even a curfew yet, as far as I'm aware, in Houston, Texas, in Harris County. Uh, that may change soon, you know. That may change soon. So, um, just making sure I got all the... All right, so... For all those who are interested, this whole situation has regenerated the discussion around universal health care. <laughs> not, that's not, I mean, who's going to talk about universal health care when there's like a meltdown, in, just a total pandemic, a total meltdown of the system. And here, here PBS is talking about universal health care. Are you serious? I mean, the first question is, you know, yeah, how are they going to pay for all the health care? Well, the government's supposed to pay for it, like FEMA or something like that, right? But 
you know, so they're just this is a political position. I don't really like to promote political positions. We look at what is breaking society up and political positions definitely are at I don't I don't promote people's political positions, but universal health care was the topic of discussion uh, on, on several news outlets today. And that's just something that comes, you know, after all this is over, there will be a huge price tag, just like it was for 9-11. There was a huge price tag to clean it up. So we hope for uh, a better, better outcome in our situation. So with that, we definitely need to be alert, aware, and ready to adapt, ready to change in order to to survive in this upcoming situation, this upcoming um, catastrophe, basically. If you don't yet, if you do not yet see it as a catastrophe that it is, probably you're a little slow. But for those who do see it, then now we have to be thinking into the future about what how we're going to meet the needs of our individual homes and families and selves and and as a group those who pe- those people that stay together survive together people that just go off independently on their own will never survive i mean if you didn't get anything out of the walking dead series you got to have got that part that you can't live in a zombie apocalypse by yourself <laughs> I mean, you know, The Walking Dead, everybody, like, hated each other, but they figured it out. And in the end, they all became friends anyways. But uh, the point being is, look around you, grab your balls, and show up. That's all I can say. (laughs) And show up, you know, show up. Don't break, now's not the time to break away and break apart and be at each other. Now's the time for forgiveness and forgetting the old time the old times the old what the old ways the old days because they're over that's it that job that told you don't come back it's probably not going to be there when it's time to go back in chances are let alone they may not even take you back for some odds for some strange reason especially if you've been uh, uh, uh infected and god forbid an additional Another influenza uh, comes up because with the rate of of infection that has occurred from the, the 90s all the way to now, and I'm just starting arbitrarily at the 90s, you can go back further than that, but with the way diseases have come about and come into the public you know, awareness, there should be another one in, in you know, a couple months. I would expect within a couple months, another bug will pop up equally as bad maybe worse so it could be that you know back to back to a point where are these coming from while the sudden our society is infected with this that didn't have it before especially chinese societies which are very they're very uh they don't they're very unchanging they their culture has been like that for year for thousands of years and it doesn't really change much. So in other words, if they eat certain types of food or they practice certain t- certain methods of cl- cleanliness and relating to that preparation of the food or, or consumption of it, you know, uh, it's just unfair to, look, to think that a pandemic, a hot d- disease like this, that's so infectious, 
would fail to make itself known all the way up until the 2020s. This doesn't make any sense. All the way up until a couple months ago, in fact. Could it be a scientific experiment on their own people? Yeah. Could it be a scientific method of, of, of doing away with high populations of people they don't want? Yeah. Yeah. Could be. It's been done in the past. It's been done in the past. It was done during the uh, peopling, the, the European introduction to the New World. The destruction of the Native American societies. They, they intentionally infected and knew that they were infecting these people and that they had no, no immunity to it. You had, at some point, at one, at points, you had 95% of the entire Native American population dead. That makes this look like Christmas. I mean, 95% of all the Native Americans dead from disease? It's unbelievable. It's a number that, that even even with the situation, it's hard to understand. Apply that to today's times. Those Spaniards, Europeans that, po- that populated the New World, they knew about this, about infection and disease and immunity. And they knew when the people didn't have immunity towards it. And they saw that. And of course, they took advantage of it. Because otherwise you would say, well, it was just the good luck of of the Europeans that when they showed up, everybody died. (laughs) That was just good luck, bro. They just happened to be the right time, right place. No, there is there is there's a subsequent cause and effect situation where all those people died as a result of being infected with all kinds of various diseases, syphilis, smallpox, yellow fever. The flu, regular flu, uh, plague, variants of the plague. And so when we look at today, so, you know, how do we, how do we judge the present? We judge the present by looking at the future, at the, at the past and thereby drawing conclusions about the future and the present. So in other words, you know where you stand by looking at the past and applying it to your present day circumstances. It's not 100%, but it does give you some direction. And when it comes to find to to understanding how people are infected by diseases and how entire societies can be wiped out with the, with the right infection at the right time, the fact that these things were weaponized, bioweapons, really does increase the toxicity of this whole situation as we take our slow and continuous march towards critical mass 